Strap on the boots and scrape up the knuckles. Oh, what a hit! He got jacked. This is the Big Red Ring. Presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Murray's going to score. Touchdown. Slammed to the ground by Buda Baker. Like a torpedo, he came flying into the backfield. <laughs> the Rage is brought to you by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Are you Santan Ford? State Farm. Talk to an agent today at 800-STATE-FARM. And by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. Temperature rising, vision blurring, rage taking over. Here's Paul Calvisi. I'm ready. I'm 100% ready. I'm telling you I'm ready. And Ron Wolfley. It doesn't get any better than that. Unleash the fury! So I don't reckon that we picked up and packed up the big red rage this week. We put it in the back of... That there American-made Ford pickup truck. Oh. What else? Let's see. What else would go in, like, every country music song? Well, you know, we didn't leave Arizona without our cowboy hat and boots. We got our guitar over here, Wolf. That there, Paul's the biggest beard I've ever seen. <laughs> we got some uh, I've got some cold ones maybe somewhere, maybe. And, uh, you know, probably a shotgun somewhere. Uh, and, and riding shotgun, our dog. Okay, so those are all the things that would be automatically in every country music song. And, you know, that's just waiting to happen as we have set up shop here in Nashville, Tennessee, Music City, USA. And not only that, Polly, it's also Barbecue USA, is it not? It is the best barbecue in the USA. Just ask the locals. They'll tell you. Just leave it up to you to not forget the barbecue like I did. And, by the way, that reminds me, you better find a different place for dinner tomorrow night with Dave Pash because uh, he's Man. expecting you to deviate. Since I've been here, the gut is hanging a little, Paul. It is the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford. That is Ron Wolfley, most definitely Wolf, and his own issues. Paul Calvisi over here, soon to be joined by Gardek the Barbarian. Wolf, one one of the few times you've defied the odds and actually bestowed a nickname upon someone that, A, <laughs> most everyone has enjoyed, including the recipient. Yeah. Gardek the Barbarian, Dennis Gardek, will join us in a little bit. Paul, did you ask him, what is good, Gardek? No, I, I, I did not. I was, I was too much in my country mode. Uh, we will ask him whether he owns <laughs> a country, you know, a cowboy hat and boots, considering, Wolf, that he played at West Virginia State and then Sioux Falls. I mean, I don't want to profile or anything, but I right. figure, you know, there's a pretty good chance the guy's got a cowboy well, hat or boots. Come peer on. Peer pressure weighs into it, Polly, right there. Peer pressure. And when you think of Sioux Falls, I guarantee you now there's some people walking around in cowboy hats. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury. He, he didn't own up to the cowboy hat, but he said he's a huge country music fan. He's almost, <laughs> he was almost offended slash surprised by the question as he said, I'm from Texas. So, of course, he's a big Garth Brooks guy, among others. Oh, so he offered that boy, to the that's media. classic country right there. Earlier today. And, uh, of course, that was after the joint practice, which is one of the big reasons the Arizona Cardinals are here in Tennessee. Because they got together with the Tennessee Titans and the two head coaches who were former teammates together on the New England Patriots once upon a time, Mike Vrabel and Cliff Kingsbury. They decided to reduce the two joint practices to a single joint practice. And Cliff Kingsbury was asked just about that strategy. Anytime you're doing 11-on-11, it's probably 
the best work you can get. But the one-on-one is good to go against somebody else and, and work your technique against uh, a different technique than you've seen all, all training camp. But I, I like the one day. Um, it's kind of like my Vegas philosophy. Give me 24 hours and I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I take. you. Man, I thought that was funny, Paul. Cliff's in regular season form already with the media. He doesn't need any more preseason press conferences. He's good. He's good. He's ready for the regular season. Paul, that's you too, right? 24 <laughs> hours. That's it. You've got the 24-hour limit in Vegas, do you, Paul? Wolf, don't, we know you're, you and the Warrior Queen. You guys like to go for a good three or four days. I, 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 I get it, Wolf. And you, you guys go up to Vegas in style. We don't need to hear about that, okay? We're here talking about this joint practice. You were taking notes. All right, among other things, go. No, honestly, right now I can tell you the joint practice, I really like what I have seen here. Um, Yeah, it's not 1985, Paul. It isn't. There's no Oklahoma drill. Okay, one-on-one. The the card's working against the Titans. There's no backs on backers, okay? There's no blitz pickup. Live, oh boy, here it comes. We're going to stand a human being seven yards away from you and just let him run at you and hammer you. Um, there's none of that going on. There's no scrimmage. There's no nine on seven, the meat grinder, the meat, uh, the hamburger drill, whatever you want to call it. There's none of that. But man, I, I'll tell you, I think they got something done. Just looking at the Cardinals, their team period. I'm talking about the Cardinals team period on Wednesday when they were working against themselves. To me, I thought it was the best team period I've ever seen. In the really? Cliff Kingsbury era. Just because it followed some of the one-on-ones against the Titans? Paulie, that's what it did. It followed the one-on-one period, the individual periods right there, where the offensive line was working against the defensive line of, of the Titans, and vice versa, of course. And then, of course, the wide receivers were working against the Titans' DBs, and vice versa as well. I thought everybody came together after that. And suddenly the tempo in that team period where they were working against themselves was the best tempo I've seen. They were in full pads. That that means immediately the tempo is going to be higher. But, man, I think coming off that individual work really had them stoked. And there were some marquee matchups. D.J. Humphreys going against Bud Dupree. Yes. There was, you know, interior lineman going against Jeffrey Simmons. Oh, my goodness, Cody Ford against Jeffrey Simmons. You win some, you lose some, do you not? But I like the fact that he won some. And with that being said, here's Cliff Kingsbury uh, talking. Actually, you know what? We'll get to Cody Ford in a minute. Let me just say this. When the Cardinals' defense was able to go against Ryan Tannehill and Malik Willis, Ryan Tannehill, the experienced quarterback, Malik Willis, that athleticism, and they got to pick off both. Byron Murphy with a big pick in the end zone during the two-minute drill to wrap up a Tennessee Titans possession from Ryan Tannehill. Tay Daly, the Cardinals' backup safety, went for a pick six against Malik Willis. The defense seemed to, like you said, I mean, the tempo was really good. Yes. But that's us. What did Buda Baker think? Here's Buda after practice. We like to think our, our ones are, you know, really good. If we can do great against them, I feel like we can do great against anybody. And, uh, you know, we competed, you know, got some picks, got our hands on the football, and it was a, it was a great day. Really was that two-minute team period, man, that, that work against the Tennessee Titans at the end. That was after the Arizona Cardinals actually went with their own team period and worked against themselves that we were talking about. That two-minute team period to end practice, man, 
that was some excellent work right there. Because think about it. How many starters for the Cardinals are never going to see a snap in August in the preseason? So this really was their way to get battle-tested for week one against Kansas City. You know, D.J. Humphreys and Kelvin Beecham, they're not going to see any any action here in the preseasons, but there they were going against Bud Dupree and Harold Landry. This is the future, Bully, I believe, in the NFL right here. They're going to eliminate, I think, another preseason game, and they're going to replace it with teams working against teams. All right, Cody Ford, you mentioned him. He is now an Arizona Cardinal after the Cardinals traded a fifth-round pick to the Buffalo Bills. For a guy who was taken high atop round two a few years ago, former teammates with Kyler Murray and Hollywood Brown, and right away, because of the injury to Justin Pugh, he was running first team left guard. So Cliff Kingsbury got a long look at Cody Ford in a Cardinals uniform, and here's the head coach. Big, nasty, obviously has played at a high level, you know, whether it was college or when he had a chance in, in Buffalo. And so we're excited uh, to be able to come out here and pick enough up to go in there. It was pretty impressive. And we just got to keep spoon-feeding him the, the offense and, and get him ready for week one. And guess what? He's going to play Saturday night against the Titans. Ball. Just a little bit ago earlier today, Cliff Kingsbury told us, meeting the media, yeah, he's going to get some reps. Cody Ford, we talked to him. He said already it's just – just the, we know the room is great, the O-line room. Yeah. With DJ Humphreys and Kelvin Beecham and Rodney Hudson and Justin Pugh, just the personalities, the good mix of young and, and veteran guys. And then his ability to connect right away with a Kyler Murray and Hollywood Brown. He called it surreal, Cody Ford. But when they say he has an edge, I asked him at one point in the media session whether he has the confidence that he can excel and, and eliminate any questions about his game that maybe some of the Bills fans had, as you saw some of the reaction after he got traded away from Buffalo and never quite fulfilled those expectations of a high second-round pick, nailing down a starting job on that Bills offensive line. And he, he looked me in the eye and said, well, I'm not going to say what I want to say, but let's just say I'm confident I can play in this league. Paul, he eyeballed you? <laughs> he looked down at me okay. and eyeballed me. <laughs> well, yes. everybody he looks gave me, down at you, Paul. He gave me that stare, that death stare. It's akin to a stare I got from Buda Baker yesterday. We'll get to that a little bit later. Here's what I love about Cody Ford right now. Uh, Paul, don't bring that trouble. He's all about that bass. Oh, okay, no. Paul, I'm just saying. Right Country now. music this week, Wolf. Look, Country. This guy, I, did you see him, Paul? I mean, this guy is thick from the waist down oh my goodness i think right now you've got a little something something coming out of the side of his neck very much like will hernandez on the right side you got will hernandez at right guard and now all of a sudden you're going to tell me you're going to have cody ford now i know it's only till justin Pugh comes back and i'm really not worried about justin Pugh. a stinger is a stinger i think he's going to be okay it shouldn't impede him or affect him anywhere in the future as far as as Kansas City goes, so I, I feel really, really good about that. Maybe you know something different on that. No, that I'm I with don't. you. I expect to see him week one. But I think right now, if you told me that you had Cody Ford, a, a mauler, as a matter of Lorenzo Alexander told me, a former teammate of Cody Ford, that he was a mauler. And then you got Will Hernandez at right guard. Paulie, you know what? Hey, uh, <laughs> that's a good comparison. Go? I mean, it's... Think about all the similarities, the body type. The mentality, the playing style. Yes. Well, the fact they were both high second-round picks that didn't quite get complete traction with their original team. Yes. That the Cardinals, they signed Will Hernandez for dang near the veterans minimum, gave up only a fifth-round pick for Cody Ford. And by the way, they have a bunch of comp picks next year, so it makes it easy to part with a fifth-round pick. But it's not just that. It's also because, of course, Justin Pugh, when he comes back, he's going to be the starting left guard. What I love about that is Cody Ford, once again, is going to bring depth 
especially to the interior offensive line. And that's important when you play in the NFC West, when you have people like, oh, I don't know, Aaron Donald on the other side of the ball. Well, and think about the game against the Ravens. Rashad Coward maybe didn't grade out as well as they thought, a veteran guard. And then you have two rookies after that, Lasita Smith and Marquise Hayes. So you need that proven depth, like you said. Cody Ford is on board, and he's been very very familiar with the quarterback. They go back to the OU days, but they also go back to after Hale Murray when the Cardinals beat the Bills. And after the game, it's a great clip from NFL Films where Kyler and his former teammate at Oklahoma, Cody Ford, were arguing about the outcome. All right, well, this was uncalled for. I just never felt like we was going to lose. I ain't going to count. No, y'all, we, was, we came like, y'all was supposed to lose. No, we were not. No, we were not. No. Bro. We should have beat y'all. I ain't going to lie. But we kicked three field goals. Exactly. We should have been up. Y'all threw, y'all threw two interceptions. Y'all had, a, y'all had an interception. Let's be real. Who do y'all think should have won the game? We should have won. Come on, baby. We should have won. Come on, baby. We should have won. Look, we should have won. That's good TV. That is good films. TV right there, Bully. <laughs> Y'all was supposed Boy, to that lose. Play. Yeah, the Hal Murray. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, right now, um, he's got to accelerate the learning curve and get to know the playbook. Cody Ford also sharing about everything he owns is in Buffalo right now. It, it, it's just the craziness of getting traded. The next day, you're on a plane to Arizona. No, you're not. You're on a plane to Tennessee. And then the very next day, oh, you're running first team with the Cardinals O-line in a yeah. joint practice. He might want to get his stuff out of Buffalo before September hits, Paul. Just saying. <laughs> because that snow, oh, it's coming. Lake effect snow in September? Oh, yeah, Paulie. Bring it on. Oh, boy. Okay, episode 37 of the Dave Pash Podcast featuring Buccaneers GM Jason Light. How about that get on the Dave Pash Podcast? We're talking right as Tom Brady came back, Dave was talking to Jason Light. And so that's great stuff. Wherever you get your podcast, just go ahead and find the Pash Pod. Also follow along on Twitter at Pash Pod. Dennis Gardek. I tell you, if there's a guy who is poised to explode this year, a guy we have seen has looked really good in camp, Dennis Gardek next on the Big Red Rage. Dennis Gardak, by the way, is playing Chandler Jones' position right now at right outside linebacker. Second down and 10, back to throw, Flacco, sacked by Gardak. Oh my goodness, what a move by Dennis Gardak. The Barbarian came inside, hair flying. Flacco in the pocket, going to get hit and sacked. Dennis Gardak got him again. (laughs) And then Dennis Gardak doing an, an interesting sack dance where he just kind of bounced back and forth on his feet with his hands out, palms up. I don't know what he was asking for. What is good, Gardak? Dennis Gardak got up and did a little barbarian dance around the fire. All right, that was 2020, week five. That was Dennis Gardak coming in for an injured Chandler Jones. And if memory serves, two sacks, two tackles for loss, two quarterback hits. Among your 93 defensive snaps that year where you had seven sacks total. And now we have the two-time team captain alongside. Dennis Gardek joins us here on the Big Red Rage, presented by Santan, Ford, and Gilbert. We'll get to anything and everything football. How's Nashville treating you so far, Dennis? It's, it's been fun. It's been a good bonding experience. Uh, and it's always great to, to play some football against uh, some new faces. There seems to be two kinds of guys on this roster. The guys who own their own cowboy hat and boots and those who don't. Are you in the latter or the former? No cowboy boots over here. No. 
See, I don't want to profile, but when I see that you went to West Virginia State and then Sioux Falls, I thought maybe just maybe there was a chance, like, you know, the cowboy boots, the hat, and a big country music fan. No? We got none of the above on that one, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, who, who does? But I saw Trey McBride. He said, you know, okay, he's from small town Colorado. Cliff Kingsbury. So absolutely, I'm from Texas. But then, like, Zach Allen's like, absolutely not. Anybody else who, who we might see out and about? You know, if this wasn't a game week, who would be out there in Nashville, you think? You know, I'm not sure who would be out there, but I know um, Zavin obviously has his cowboy boots. I think he had a game day fit with his cowboy boots on. And surprisingly, I think I heard Deontay Thompson. He's got two pairs of cowboy boots. That's something I've learned just on this trip. Hmm. Mm. Normally he's wearing Alabama gear. So, okay, that's that's interesting. All right. Uh, Tell us about how things are going for you so far on the field. Are you aware that on the sideline, which is where yours truly resides, there's definitely a buzz. I mean, the decision makers, the evaluators, just those observing like, man, that looks like the 2020 Dennis Gardeck. Would you agree with that? Uh, yeah, I feel I feel really good. You know, you, you played the clip earlier and um, just kind of reflecting on my own path since then there, there's been a lot of a lot of growth that's occurred in there obviously the injuries and everything are, can be seen as setbacks but as far as learning pass rush and understanding what I'm doing um, th- there was a lot of learning during that time and now I feel like I'm almost fine-tuning at this point and dialing back and just being able to react to whatever I have with all this new knowledge that I've learned um, and, and I feel like I'm playing fast again and, and, and playing playing good football. Dennis Gardeck is our guest on the Big Red Rage. I asked Kelvin Beecham starting right tackle about you and he had a lot of good things to say about you and your game but in terms of some of those aspects he said yeah you can tell he learned a lot from Chandler Jones. What did he mean by that? Um well, I think it's important just to understand the guys that you have in your room. And so being a guy that's still figuring out his role, I attached myself to Chandler on, on well, what did you feel on that set or kind of what's your philosophy? And, and just really wanted to pick his brain and get, get to know everything he does. So there's some techniques, things where it's like, all right, Chan, you got 35 inch arms I don't there's some things that I need to be able to say all right that's not going to work for me but there there's definitely been a lot of things that I've been able to apply to my game um understanding how to manipulate sets and do that sort of stuff is something that Chan does incredibly well Kelvin Beecham also said something about your get off where you you've improved your get off you know the explosion is back but there's something beyond that maybe is that does that go to your knowledge of the game and your ability to get that explosion in first step? I think it's kind of what I, w- I was alluding to when I said I was I was almost dialing back is I'm not thinking and waiting for, for the opportunity to present itself on this is what move I'm going to work. I'm more confident in myself. I'm able to get off at my, my full speed. And then when I'm at the point, I'm just going to try to react and play football. I've, I've practiced all of, all of my different moves and I know based on where he's set I need to do this this or this and then once I get into him it's more reactionary which um, I think benefited me back in 2020 because I just simply didn't know I was just going out there and reacting Um, now I've kind of refined some things and now I have the knowledge and I'm also reacting how curious are you to you forget us in the media and we wonder about 2020 how curious are you to see if you can recapture that sort of production Mm. Yeah, it, it's it's something that's kind of 
consumed me this entire offseason. I like, all right, well, I had some really good rushes last year, but the production was not there. Um, so was it the knee? Are we going to get back to where we were supposed to? All those same questions you guys have have, have floated around. Um, and I'm excited because now we find out. You know, I put in all the work. I'm, I, I can sit here and say what's going to happen, but I, I'm excited to find out what's going to happen. You got loose in the joint practice here and there. How hard is it to not hit the quarterback in these practice sessions <laughs> when you've actually won a rep and you've gotten into the backfield? Do you find yourself mentally having to remind yourself constantly? Uh, luckily, we get a lot of practice of not hitting the quarterback when we got our quarterback back there. So um, it, it's not too difficult in understanding where we're at uh, at this point in camp. And guys, um, it, it, it's good to win your rush. And then it's like, all right, I won my rush. Everybody can see I won my rush. Let's, let's get out of here. There was a one series in the Ravens game. You, you, you had a near sack and the very next snap. If memory serves, you had a tackle for loss. How regular season ready do you feel right now? Oh, I, I feel pretty good. Um, the regular season's obviously amped up another notch, um, and, and I think I'm nearing ready for that. What can you tell about this defense right now? Is there anything that you know that we're going to find out when it comes to this defense this year? I think just how fast we play. I think that's really going to pop off the tape. And how much rotation do you think is going to be used, you know, off the edge? Because you have four or five guys who are all sort of different in their own way. Could that be a competitive advantage, just presenting tackles with different looks? That's going to be a Vance Joseph question. I, I don't know anything about how, how that, that's going to shake out. Um, I know we do have a lot of versatility within our room, um, and I know they do a great job of putting the right player in there for each specific job. If you are a starter, how ready are you to be a starter? Oh, it, it's something that you've been training for, you know, since since I was a special teamer. You know, you always you always practice like you're going to be the starter that week. Um, I've prepared film wise like I was going to be a starter because you just never know when it's going to happen. And I think that really benefited me in 2020. Um, so I, I feel like just the next step now is to step into that role. Keontae Ingram mentioned how you've helped him a lot with special teams. Are there, are there a couple of things that we'd understand that you're trying to instill in him as, as a guy who might have a big role on teams? Um, just, just understanding um, kind of schematic things as well as techniques on how, how to actually – Jeff Rogers does a great job of um, giving us the ability to play fast and understanding what you're doing and how you can kind of manipulate the guys you're going against. Um, that, that's really all I need to share with Keontae. He's, he's going to be a great player for us. Um, and just, uh, just understanding my role as a special teams captain is however I can help you, I want to. And I don't want to tie him up too much either. You still going to be able to play on all the teams, even though they're counting on you for such a big role off the edge? I'm prepared to do it. I, I love special teams. Uh, I've said countless times I think kickoff is the most uh, football play out there. That's why we start games with them. Um, so, uh, again, that would probably be a Jeff Rogers question, but um, I'm ready to do it. A big happening in your offseason, obviously, was the three-year contract extension for someone who was an undrafted free agent out of a Division II school. What'd that do for you? We know financially what that does for you, but what does it do? I don't know, for your mindset, your confidence. What was that like, that moment? Um, it's just awesome to be with the same organization for um, another three years. You know, as, a, as an undrafted guy, you, you never really know when 
you know, you're going to get that tap on the shoulder, hey, bring your iPad up. Um, so I think it's really special for it to be with the Arizona Cardinals. You know, that, that contract wouldn't mean as much if it wasn't with, you know, the team that took a chance on me. I think that's so awesome uh, to still be here um, and excited to uh, continue to work. We never asked you what it was like at Sioux Falls or West Virginia State. I remember talking to Rodney Gunter, right? He went to Delaware State, and he told us it was 2015. He was a rookie. They'd have maybe three, 400 people at a game. And then he's playing in the NFC Championship game on international TV. What was it like at D2 for you? And, and, and just, I mean, was there a shock factor coming to the NFL? Yeah, absolutely. Um, West Virginia State, it was family and three drunk volleyball girls. That's, that's who we could count on for attendance. Um, that's what I always tell people. Um, Sioux Falls, we had, a little, we had a little bit of a crowd, but um, I remember, I think it was our first open practice or the, my first red and white practice of being completely amped out because there were more people at that, that scrimmage uh, than I had ever played in front of since probably high school. Dennis Gardak, our guest on the on the Big Red Rage. Um, when you see your week one opponent, Patrick Mahomes, and they just posted a stat that in four week one games in his career, he's 4-0 with 13 touchdowns, zero picks, and a passer rating of 134. It's never too early to talk about your first opponent. What do you think about that? And just, just the prospect of going against one of the great quarterbacks in this game. Yeah, just a wonderful opportunity to test kind of all the work and preparation that we've put in. Um, I think that's going to be a great uh, a great way to come out of the the off season, preseason, into the regular season, coming out hot. I asked my Jay Sanders, "Is there a quarterback you really want to sack?" He immediately, without hesitation, said Tom Brady. Is there a guy maybe on your list? You know, atop the list, you're like, man, I'd like I'd like to get to that guy whoever our opponent is that week. I'm, I'm trying to get home each and every week. I'm as hungry as I am, you know, when we play Tampa as we do uh, Kansas City, you know. That's good. We wrap it up here with, uh, with Dennis Gardeck. By the way, we asked Justin Pugh about your head coach, speaking of contract extensions. He just mentioned how Cliff, how much more comfortable Cliff is, how much more assertive he is in meeting rooms and on the field, on and off the field. Just do, what have you seen from, from your head coach here in his fourth year? Oh yeah, just just to reiterate, Pew, um, just the leadership aspect of things, just just being able to like, that's my guy. That he's always been the guy, um, but but definitely got everybody rallied behind him, and, and you can feel a difference this year. He just counts on you guys. He, he's not someone who's gonna take it upon himself to really motivate this team. He, he's counting on you guys to be self-motivated as professionals, right? Isn't that basically his approach to this whole camp in a lot of ways? Yeah, I don't think it's it's as a professional. I don't think it should be on anybody other than, you know, who's stepping on that field to get going. Um, obviously, leaders on on each side of the ball is very important. Um, but at the end of the day, we're on the field, um, so we're the ones that should be accountable for that. What was the attendance again for West Virginia State? Who was in attendance for those games? That was simply family and four drunk volleyball girls. Yeah. <laughs> Good. That's good. Dennis, thank you, as always. All right. Thank you. All right. There you go. Dennis Gardak, our guest on The Big Red Rage, will be back right after this.
First down of the Cardinals, 43. Snap to McSorley, play fake. Sets up in the pocket, looks deep, fires over the middle. Caught by Dorch at the 30-yard line. Turns right to the 25 and dropped at the 22. Greg Dorch. We watched it every day in practice, even all last year when he was on the scout team. He's got a tremendous ability to make plays. Um, I've said it throughout camp. His biggest deal was just getting our offense down pat where he knows that inside and out is comfortable and can play fast within our system and consistently do that. Yeah, Titans DBs found out the hard way yesterday at the joint practice. Greg Dorch had a heck of a practice, so did Andy Isabella. It is a Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford. You go on uh, Twitter, and any time you mention a Greg Dorch or you show one of his highlights, someone always comes back with, you got Dorched, and there have been a lot of guys who have looked bad going against Greg Dorch in this training camp so far, Wolf. How impressed have you been? Yeah, no, he's been fantastic. Dorch. The torch, right? Um, he's been a guy that has led the team in targets the first two games. And he is a very, very close second as well. But Greg Dorch has competed, no doubt. So is Andy Isabella. Yeah. Those two guys have had great training camps. He gets separation, Greg Dorch. He just – and he – I haven't seen him really drop a pass yet, maybe one, literally. He, he's got great hands. He, he makes the plays. He's consistent. You know, he met the media. It was one of the most memorable press conferences, honestly, that I've sat through in a long time where he said, and I quote, I'm not a big guy. I'm really not even supposed to be here. I went undrafted. I was cut five times my first couple of years. Just the perseverance. You know, just the mental fortitude to keep going with his career. And when they list him, list him at 5'7", a buck something. I mean, honestly, even our radio engineer after I did the postgame interview, Wolf, yeah. after Baltimore, he said, Paul, there's not many guys that you look eye to eye with. Yeah. <laughs> I said, you're right. You know what's really interesting as well, Paulie, and I'm not trying to just gloss over that because you do give us that belt-high perspective okay. on a game day basis. <laughs> Let me just say that I think the wide receiver room and the running back room are the two most contested rooms on this entire roster. It's not going to be a surprise to anybody that really has been following the Cardinals and knows that the Arizona Cardinals are loaded at running back and wide receiver. And I really do believe that because if, in fact, Andy Isabella and Greg Dorch are going to continue to develop the way that they have shown in this preseason, they're going to be quality football players in the NFL. They are. Not saying they're going to the Pro Bowl, Paul. I'm not saying that all of a sudden the Arizona Cardinals are going to win the Super Bowl because of Greg Dorch and Andy Isabella. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is Andy Isabella in this training camp, to me, is the most improved player year to year. Mm. Most improved player that I've seen. And Greg Dorch has exceeded his output in games, in the first two preseason games. So I'm looking at this, and I'm thinking to myself right now, how many wide receivers is Cliff Kingsbury going to keep? Six. That's what I'd say. Six. Traditionally, that's what he keeps. But think about it. You want answers to questions. Going into camp, the question was, okay, Andy, Isabella, Greg Dorch, are they really going to make the final 53? I don't think that's a question anymore. Based on your big four, DeAndre Hopkins, Hollywood Brown, Rondell Moore, A.J. Green, okay. And okay. then Antoine Wesley would make this team. Will make this team. Is he going to start on Pup? What exactly is the deal with a hip-slash-groin injury? We don't know. But because of that, because of DeAndre Hopkins being suspended the first six games, because of 
I don't know the mystery around Rondale Moore. What is his status exactly? Uh, yes, you're, Greg Dorch and Andy Isabella, I think, are going to be on this final 53 at least to start the season. Yeah, honestly, don't you? Right now, well, I, I do kind of feel that way, Paulie. So much of it has got to do with Tweezy, Antoine Wesley exactly what it is that his status is and what's going to happen there. Um, Man, as you know, special teams, it matters so much, and that's the reason why Greg Dorch, you know you got to believe Greg Dorch is definitely going to make this team. Well, I'll put it this way. As a kick returner and a punt returner, he has been fantastic. In fact, just listen to A.J. Green after the joint practice here in Nashville, what he had to say about Greg Dorch and Andy Isabella. I tell everybody about Dorch, man. Just like his feel for the game, his hands, his mentality every day is unmatched. It don't matter who you put. You put a first round in front of him, we know what's going to happen. Like, he's going he's gonna to eat him up. Um, that's his mentality each day. So, Andy, Dorch, those guys, man, I go home and tell my wife every day about how, how they work, how they don't complain. They just come out there and work each day, man. That makes me want to work every day, you know what I mean? That's a seven-time Pro Bowl receiver. <laughs> Says he goes home and tells his wife how much he appreciates watching Greg Dorch and Andy Isabella and the way they work. So that's saying something. I will say this, in that Baltimore game, the last preseason game, Andy Isabella had those three, at least three first down catches. One was a sliding grab. And then he drew this. Really like to see that ball. Then the 37-yard P.I. he he drew, and it was all on national TV. And I said in the talk back to our producer, Jim Omohundro, he's made a team. It may not be the Arizona Cardinals, but he's going to be week one on it because other teams are watching this. And if the Cardinals cut him, he will get signed instantly. But you have another theory as to what might happen to an Andy Isabella and another team perhaps. It's only because Andy Isabella is progressing so well. As I said, I believe he's the most improved Arizona Cardinal year to year on the roster right now. Boy, I'll tell you, he's got the attention. This is a guy that is a smart guy, a guy that was an engineer, Polly, a guy that was a math major, and now all of a sudden a guy that can run a 4-3. Paul, can you run a 4-3? Because this guy can run. I can't even do the math either. This guy, <laughs> I'm 0 for 2. <laughs> this guy can run a 4-3, and now all of a sudden, look at him catch the ball away from his body. Look at him catching the ball. He's His hands are so much better. Do you see what he does after every practice, Paul? He goes to the jugs. machine, yeah. Boom, 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 boom. I don't know how many he catches, Paulie, but it's not 20. I don't know how many he catches. It's not 60. I don't know how many he catches, but it's a lot, Paul. He catches a lot of balls after every practice right now. I love his work ethic. He's going to get the opportunity to play somewhere. It looks like... The light bulb has gone on in the shed for Andy Isabella right now. That's good because the Arizona Cardinals have the option of keeping him, of course. Or now all of a sudden, Paul, we know that the corner room is a room of interest with the Cardinals. And not for great reasons. The cornerback room is going to be an area where maybe a pick and a player. I feel, this is just me, pure speculation, I feel a kind time trade coming mm. on at some point in time for a corner. Well, if teams have been watching Andy Isabella, uh, you know, you got to figure they're interested. Other teams don't yes. have nearly the receiving depth the Arizona Cardinals do. And then when you hear what Cliff Kingsbury has to say about Isabella, all right, this is the head coach on Isabella's camp so far. 
I couldn't be more impressed with the way he's attacked this camp. I mean, he's practiced every single day, doesn't miss a rep, you know, can play inside, outside, and he continues to run by people out here in, in these preseason games and has had some huge pass interference calls and made some big catches on third down. So um, I got to give him a ton of credit for how he's worked, and we'll see how it all shakes out. He keeps getting behind secondaries. He did it against Tennessee. And then yep. speaking of press conferences, you know, after the game against Baltimore, he told the media – just how much he thinks he's grown about tenfold just as a man. These are his words. I've grown and matured. And then he, he said he hit zoom out. He said it might be too late here, but I know in the future that the lessons I've learned here playing will take me a long way in life. And he says that this is the best football he's been playing. He has complete confidence. Wolf, remember a couple years ago we had him on the Big Red Rage, and the big yeah. thing for him was confidence. He needed to know that he belonged in the NFL and that he could make plays. It looks like he's reached that stage. And, and then he went on to say, and, and, and he just sort of said it matter-of-factly, but it really resonated that they might have stacked the odds against me, but that doesn't phase me. They can do whatever they want. They ain't going to break me. Andy Isabella. How about that? Right there, Paulie. I mean, honestly, I see him as a Cole Beasley, mm. a Cole Beasley type. Uh, Danny Amendola type, as a matter of fact. A Wes Welker, Paul. That's a, a Wes Welker who's running a 4-3. I, I don't know. I mean, right now, I'd be really, really, I'd be up pacing the room if I were Steve Kine and I was thinking about trading that kid. Because those guys you just named, they're not burners. They're not no. leaving a secondary in the dust <laughs> no. like we have seen him do repeatedly, get behind coverages. Yeah, he could run all that short and intermediate stuff that maybe Wes Welker and Danny Amendola and guys like him have for a long, long time. So once again, D-Hop, Hollywood Brown, Rondell Moore, A.J. Green, they're on this team. And then Antoine Wesley, what's his status? Physically, Greg Dorch, he's made this team. So there's Andy Isabella in the crosshairs. Yep. What do you do? If you're Steve Kahn, going to be really interesting. Remember, final cuts August 30th. And Cliff Kingsbury said today, after this final preseason game against the Titans, it's going to be sooner than later they make their decisions and make it known to the guys. Hey, Cardinal season tickets available now. Go to azcardinals.com slash season for more info. What are we watching in this third and final preseason game? That is next on the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. You know, the people at Jack's were worried to see if Wolfley was coming back today to see if he was going to eat him out of house and home. <laughs> now, that, now, Adrian, that was just egregious and gratuitous, wasn't it now? Wolfley has really taken advantage of this whole thing. <laughs> when yes. in Rome, you know, uh, you act like a Roman. Yeah. When in Nashville, go on down and get you some barbecue. <laughs> Not only did he order the combo plate, which might as well have been the family platter, he then got a side of the pulled pork. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, this guy is a definition of a Garbage disposal. I mean, he sees everything inside. That was exactly 12 years ago here in Nashville at a different hotel, a different edition of the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford. That was Adrian Wilson, who still gives you a hard time to this day. Yeah. He does, Paul. What's your point? I mean, the, the yeah. worst day of my life when he got his fifth Pro Bowl. 
Right. That was the which, worst day of my which life. Which you spoke into existence by taunting him <laughs> repeatedly for many years that he would never get to four. Not only did he get to four, he got to five. Indeed. And so there you go. That's uh, called speaking into existence and the karma of it all. Uh, that's also back when you were really putting the full into former fullback. Let's Thank just you, say Paul. that. So uh, we'll see. What, where does it stand this year, the, uh, the trip to Jack's Barbecue? Uh, Dave Pash said earlier on a text message, what is it, up to eight at this point, Wolf? You've been yeah. here a few days? No, Paul. You've actually been to Jack's more than I have. It's true. I'm just trying to avoid the next uh, interview here and the Buddha Baker interview that got a little sideways for yours truly. As you'll hear in the middle of this, there was a Hard Knocks promo featuring Buddha Baker in the weight room. Yeah. And he picked up a couple of heavy dumbbells. And I-, I was trying to compliment him, as you'll hear here. It didn't really come out that way as intended. And um, speaking of feeling the wrath, Adrian Wilson to you was Buddha Baker to me. Here's Buddha on the Hard Knocks promo. Oh, the shrugs? Yeah, I think I saw myself. Yeah, those, those, those were 110s, baby, so it was pretty heavy. It's more than your body weight. <laughs> ah, you got jokes. Uh, 110? Come on, man. Fudge. Okay, combine. Come on, combine. All right, great. Okay, okay. Feel better now. I, I, when he said 110s, I said, okay, thinking he's combining them 220 more than his body weight, but it didn't come out that way. At least he didn't. Hear it that way, okay. and so then he so came he, back at me. Okay, so he, he came back at me. You were ripping him. Yeah. He's like, he's like, oh, funny guy, you know, and he's looking at Polly Pencil Neck, and, he, and then he threw in a fudge in there, you know, yeah, and to keep okay. it clean and family, uh, you know. So Buddha will rip you. Oh yeah, yeah. We we found that out more than once yeah, on the Big Red Rage. So I got to find Buddha. I got to explain myself, but uh, yeah, I, I felt the wrath. Well, as you know, my attaché case, he calls it a purse. I said Buddha. It is not a purse. He also said that the great thing about joint practices, or his words now, is that the same old jokes you use all the time, but you have a new audience when you go against another team, so you get some cheap laughs that way when you have a new audience out there. So, Indeed. All right, so Buda Baker has his spot all sealed up. We know that. But what about backup safety? Uh, to me, that's a big question mark because we've seen some erratic play behind Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson so far. Tay Daly had a pick six yesterday, but he's pretty far down on the depth chart. And it just makes you wonder going into this final preseason game. In fact, it was the question of Cliff Kingsbury. Here you go, the head coach. How many spots are still up for grabs? There's quite a few. There's some good position battles. I know corner, um, like we've talked about all along, we're going to see how that shakes out. And, you know, running back, it's a deep room. You can see all those guys are making plays. So it's, there's, there's some good battles going on. Yeah, that really is. It is some good, high competition going on right now in the wide receiver room, I would say, and the running back room in particular. We already talked a little bit about the wide receiver room. Preseason, especially the last game, Polly, you want to look at who's playing. Who plays and who gets the vast majority of the reps, especially now that there's not any preseason game number four for the most part. You've got two weeks off before your first game. I really do believe that who plays and why are you playing them? I'll give you a perfect example on this. Sometimes you're playing a guy. You're giving him a lot of reps because you want to see him. You want to take a look at him because you want to make sure he's either your guy or he's not going to be your guy right so you're giving him the opportunity many times you might be giving him that opportunity so you can showcase him in a trade you can actually showcase him to another team 
maybe you're just giving him the opportunity to go out there because you know you are going to cut him and give him a lot of reps so that a team might look at him and want him. Uh, that running back room, think about it. James Conner, he's not playing. He's obviously your workhorse Pro Bowl running back. Jonathan Ward dinged up. He was going to make the team anyway. Now you have Count Ingram, the rookie. You have Eno Benjamin, right, and you have Daryl Williams. Well, I think those three guys are going to split a lot of carries against the Titans because they need to figure out there's only two spots for three guys. Yes. Now, whether one gets traded or not, I don't know, but I that is a heated competition. That is a heated competition, and <laughs> – Punt Pro holds the key. Who's on the first team Punt Pro, Paul? Look at that always. Because you don't want to train new guys for that first game against the Kansas City Chiefs. Paulie, look to see who is starting on the Punt Pro when that game starts. I'm writing that down. Because that really tells you an awful lot about, oh, you know what, we think this guy's going to be our right guard, this guy's going to be our left tackle, and you don't want to mess with that continuity because of how important punt pro is to a football game. Zayvon Collins, Marco Wilson, are they going to play against the Titans? Good question. Cliff Kingsbury didn't quite answer it, said it'll be a game-time decision. Because Marco Wilson, as of right now, absent Antonio Hamilton, and there's some mystery as to what exactly is the deal with Antonio Hamilton. They're not offering up that information right now. Marco Wilson, who needed the refs, but wait a minute, if he's your number two corner, can you afford putting him out there? Zayvon Collins, if you see him out there, what does that mean exactly? We'll see. Special thanks to Dennis Gardeck. How about Dennis Gardeck saying, I feel like I'm playing fast again. Yeah. It looks like it, doesn't it? Yes. And then music to your ears when he said kickoff is the most football play out there. Without a doubt, Paul. Special thanks to Dennis Gardeck, uh, Gardeck the Barbarian. Special thanks, as always, Jim Omohundro, Lauren Colville, Ron Wolfley on Paul Calvisi. Cardinals and Titans, Saturday night, the preseason finale. What we like to call, Wolf, the gateway to the regular season. That'll do it for the Big Red Rage from Nashville, all presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford. Ciao. You've been listening to The Big Red Rage, presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Are you Santan Ford? State Farm. Talk to an agent today at 800-STATE-FARM. And by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. This has been an exclusive presentation of the Arizona Cardinals Football Club.